When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh man, I wanted to get tea before we started. Uh, do you want to go get tea? No, it's too late now. Okay, well, I have, I have to poop, so I'm just going to have to sit here and suffer through the whole episode. Welcome to The Crunch. This is Ethan, a.k.a. Bropostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. And today is, when is this going up? November 27th? Is it? Wow, that's a long time from now. We had to record before we left for Thanksgiving break because our schools don't trust us enough to let us take microphones home, which is fair. I'd probably damage something, but (laughs) uh, we have to record way in advance, so we're going to, hopefully this won't be too anachronistic and not make any sense. I don't know. By this time, I will have been home for an entire week. It will be phenomenal. I'm going to eat generously from <laughs> from the the pantry. There's going to be so much cereal eaten and digested while I'm while I'm home, and I'm hoping in advance slash looking back that it was phenomenal. We'll see. I'll let you know. It'll be a crunchy weekend. It will be the crunchiest of all weekends. Oh, we need to do the crunch of the week. I almost forgot to do that. Oh, Thank the crunch of the week. Did someone Oh crap, it's the one where I get I get roasted, isn't it? No, I'm not going to do that one. Uh, Patrick got roasted in one of them. I got roasted. It was awesome. I, not really roasted. He just said that I was funny and just conveniently left out Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, no. Then I got roasted by Lauren. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens. So, um I'm going to read this one. Uh, Honest and hysterical. This one's from Emily Conklin 11. I've been following these guys on Twitter because they're hysterical, so I was stoked to learn they had a weekly podcast. Love that they talk about real questions young Catholics face and in a way that's humorous, down-to-earth, and keeps you coming back for more. Highly recommend. Five stars. Thank you, Emily. It's very kind of you. To all you crunchers out there, if you want to... You're all called crunchers now, by the way. I came up with that. It's so funny. I love it. Um, (laughs) If you want to be on the crunch of the week... Just write a review on iTunes, and we'll read it out, and we'll say your name, and you'll get at least three followers on Twitter. 
Guaranteed. <laughs> Two of them will be us, maybe. <laughs> maybe. If your <laughs> tweets are good, I'll follow you. If, like, the first three that I see aren't good, I won't follow you. Accurate. You so I didn't follow Patrick that. for the longest time. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Is there anything – I don't know. I don't know what to talk about now. Let's just get into this. What do you think? Yeah, let's just do it. It's yeah, Christmas you, time. You, it is. Silver bells. Ring-a-ding-ding. Silver Happy bells. Advent, fam. <laughs> uh, you need to intro this because I don't know where you're going with it. Oh. Patrick is in charge of this topic. Yes. So I tweeted something a little while back. Oh, I should have pulled it up like Ethan does. He always like integrates Twitter and podcasts so well. Um, I tweeted something it's all about just one big blur of Catholic nonsense <laughs> about Christmas and it, it is Christmas time because it's almost Thanksgiving and that's how Christmas works. Christmas shows up. It's past Thanksgiving at this point. Oh, Get with the times. Oh, sorry. Whoops. All right. So Thanksgiving just ended and now it's Christmas <laughs> and it's been Christmas forever. It's been Christmas since this podcast was filmed. Um, since this podcast was recorded, it's been Christmas. Walmart has their signs up with snowmen and, and Santa Claus and all that stuff. I keep seeing all these TV ads yeah. for toys the that I can't kiss. ask for because my mom will think that I'm immature. <laughs> I just want some Hot Wheels. Gosh darn it. Uh, oh, the, the, the racetrack where you just like push the button and the, the cars fly around? Yes. That's we I'm had going. one of those for a while, but it broke. Who stepped Probably on it? Probably because we would step on yeah. it when we were <laughs> messing around. Yeah, you're right. It's just so dangerous. Yeah. But yeah, and and along with someone, along with can you hear that? What? Someone is listening to tequila downstairs at a loud volume. I can't hear it. I hope they can't hear it. If you can't, <laughs> that would I'm give sorry. the wrong impression of what kind of podcast right this is. <laughs> Carry on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. There's just revelry going on in my basement. Is there joy? Is there joy in this house? There's no joy. Did you say joy? <laughs> um, speaking of joy, it's Christmas time, and um. Along with along with Christmas coming early comes a lot of tweets from Catholics who know better than our secular compatriots, and we get a little pissed off. And so we tweet things like, meh, it's not Christmas yet, it's Advent. Hush up with that Mariah Carey, um, all I want for Christmas is you, and get, get, to, get to singing um, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, but not until after the third week, because that's when it's liturgically proper to sing it. Um, so yeah, what do you think, Ethan? What, do you think that Christmas, like the the hype before Christmas, do you think it's a good thing or a negative thing? Ooh, that's a question. Um, I think it's good because um, I think that getting excited about a holy time is important, you know? Even if it's all very secular and it's all very buy, 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 sell, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, even just that can still get people, you know, excited about the true spirit of Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, how many yeah. Hallmark movies have you seen about that? But I think it's I think it's good in that aspect. I think it's bad because um, it gets people excited for the wrong reasons. Like I. I think it's good to get excited about seeing your family and eating food and presents and snow and all that stuff. That's fine to get excited about. Those are normal human things to love. But I don't think it's healthy when that overshadows 
um, Jesus. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Advent should be like Lent in a way that it deepens our spirituality. And I think we kind of forget that part because we're so excited about all the other stuff, you know, yeah. whereas in Lent kind of the other, it's the only really other comparable season in the church because it's purple. Um, but in Lent, we don't really have much to get excited about because it's not like it's in the middle of winter. Usually, you know, spring usually hasn't happened by the time Easter comes around anyway, at least in Kansas. <laughs> and you use that time. It's kind of a physical worldly, um, death to kind of prepare yourself for Jesus's death. And it's, you know, Holy Week and all that stuff and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But for Advent, it's very different. You don't have that. And so I think we need to remember that this is still a spiritual time. This is still a season of the church that we need to take full advantage of, Mm -hmm. that we can gain blessings from and learn how to be joyful. You know, I love the joyful mysteries of the rosary and I'm so excited for, um, you know, this Advent season because I'm really going to focus a lot on that and a lot on applying that into my life and reflecting on where I can see joy every day. Because I'm a very cynical man. I get angry at a lot of things, especially with the election that just happened and school and my roommates playing tequila when I'm trying to do a podcast. I just get angry about a lot of things. And running and out of milk, but not running out of cinnamon. Running out of milk. <laughs> exactly. You, you're spot on. There's lots of things that I'm like, oh, about. But this joy is a way not only for us to be happy about um, secular things, but also for us to have a deep spiritual joy um, that isn't found at other times of the year. So, yes and no, but mostly, maybe. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? How about, how's about that for an answer? Next time on The Crunch, Ethan goes into <laughs> politics. <laughs> I was my, just thinking the other day, this is yes, crazy. no, and maybe. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking about this the other day. I was walking home from class, and I was thinking about um, last Christmas because my family moved two summers ago to a new house. And I was thinking for the life of me, I could not remember Christmas last year. I cannot, I cannot remember, uh, December, 2015. I don't remember it. I remember that I was home. I remember that I didn't work. I I don't remember anything else about it. Is that bad? Does that mean I'm a bad Christian if I don't remember the last Christmas that I had? Um, it's really freaking me out. Like, I can't find any pictures. <laughs> I don't think it happened. I think my family skipped Christmas last year. That's a movie, Skipping Christmas. It's a, really? Yeah. We well, should watch that sometime. It's actually not that good. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I mean, Christmas is only, um, well, it's not only one day. It's 12 days. But <gasps> Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean Christmas is 12 days? Don't worry, you'll see you'll see tweets about that on December twenty sixth, oh reminding gosh, you that yes. Christmas is twelve days long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, don't be a chotch about that. By the way, that's I exactly... think that's super important. Is don't that be a here, do you want <laughs> go ahead? Go ahead and rant, Patrick. I know you want to. You look like oh my rant. gosh. So I the reason why this <laughs> podcast subject is happening and it's in its um, all of its unorganized glory is that I get really pissed off when people do the same thing over and over again. So like the jokes about like. Oh yeah, the secular culture, they love Christmas, uh, but it's not here yet. And then after Christmas, everybody forgets about Christmas, but Christmas still happens and for another 12 days and then everyone's like really like and eh, instead of evangelizing, which is what we should be doing over Christmas, you know? Cuz like the incarnation is such an important thing 
And, I mean, it. I get it. It really sucks that the secular culture doesn't understand that the Incarnation is a really big deal. But, like, that's not their fault. It's our fault for not evangelizing Yeah, you don't have to get your correctly. panties in a wad about it. This is an opportunity for Catholics to put their money where their ma- mouth is. Put their mouth where their money is? I said it right the first time. Yeah. Um, this is an opportunity to, like you said, evangelize. This is an opportunity to show people. Like, when you see someone on December 27th, you know, say Merry Christmas. And they're like, what? And you say, oh, Christmas is still going on. But you don't have to be like, the secular culture thinks that Christmas ends right away. Like, this is a chance <laughs> for us to, like I was saying, show that joy and show that there is a uh, reason, a deeper reason behind everything that goes on and all the hoopla. And when people see that in you and they see that deeper reality, they're going to fall in love with that joy. And that's how that's how you fight that. You know, if you're feeling angsty about it and you're just already gearing up for this whole like secular onslaught that is the month of December. Keep that in mind. Keep in mind that true joy, pure joy can cut through secular bullcrap like a knife, right? That's how Jesus did his stuff is that he was, he radiated, you know, joy. And that's how the saints do what they do is that they radiate joy. And that's why they're able to change lives so drastically and we have the capacity to do that, but we let ourselves get bogged down by, oh, you know, secular this, or maybe not even, you're not even angry about that and you don't even care, but you're just mad because you have to buy presents or it's finals week or yeah. you have to see your slightly racist uncle and Trump just won. You don't have to deal with them, you know, <laughs> like we, we let all these other things bog down and we forget that we need to be joyful people. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like being on a boat and passing by people that like got shipwrecked on rocks and being like uh how dare they be shipwrecked like it's it doesn't make any sense we're on this boat that is the catholic church we're safe from the water we've we have been pulled out and we have been saved and we pass by people all the time we're just like uh how dare they not be on the boat with us i mean it's kind of i do that all the time loki it's kind of like you kind of be in a church or someone's not as on the boat as we are, you know, <laughs> look at these plebeians hanging on the side for dear get life out of here. How dare they yeah. not just pull themselves up and God's just like, Ugh. come on, man, get your crap together, pull them up. And I think there's, there's the fact that the secular culture even acknowledges Christmas at all is a great thing. We do the same mm-hmm. thing with every holiday, St. Patrick's day, St. Valentine's day, Halloween. We all like, go like, oh, the secular culture doesn't realize this is a Christian holiday. It's like, well, maybe that's because we're not doing a very good job at telling them that it's a sec- that it's not a secular holiday, you know, or, or foregoing mm-hmm. Halloween entirely because we don't, you know, like, it's too secular. Um, but with Christmas especially, because Christmas is so important to, like, who Christians are, because of the incarnation, we are Christian. Um, without the incarnation, Christianity is just another philosophy, and it's kind of, you know, it doesn't really make much sense without the incarnation. Um, so, because the incarnation is so important, we need to appeal to secular culture's anticipation of the incarnation even more than we rant about, you know, St. Patrick's Day is about a saint, not about drinking. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, I think what you said is very interesting. Thank uh, you. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened. I thought something you said was interesting. Dang it! Um, <laughs> but I think what you said was good in that we need to, like... These feast days of the church, not just Christmas, not just, you know, big saint feast days, not just, you know, Easter, all these things, um, but every single 
church feast, every single holiday, every single holy day of obligation, really every single Sunday, is an opportunity for us to reach out to people who aren't as Catholic as we are. That is how, like, that's the fundamental, you know, evangelization mission is bringing people who, quote unquote, aren't as Catholic as you are to things that are Catholic, you know? Sunday Mass is a perfect example of this. You know, if you are invite people to Sunday Mass, that's great, good for you. If you're not doing that, why not? You know, every Sunday is a feast. Every Sunday is a celebration. You want to invite your friends into this, you know, something deeper, just the same as you would Christmas. You know, Christmas, granted, is more important because it's, well, maybe it's not more important. It's all the same. Every Mass is important. But Christmas is, I don't know, it's it's on a different level. How do you put that? Um... This is a difficult question. <laughs> I know because um, I don't want to say I don't want to say that one mass is more important than another mass because every mass is a sacrifice and it's the Eucharist and everything. But like with Christmas being of cultural significance, that's what it is. Is that gotcha? Yeah, Christmas has a much higher cultural significance. So we just seem to think that it has more temporal significance than eternal. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, it's more. It's um, it's it's very important to make sure that you know you go to mass on Christmas and that like if someone. So, like, you should invite people to Mass on Christmas because right. they cause we need to baptize Christmas from the secular world, it, <laughs> which is an odd thing to say. But, you know, this Christmas and this Advent season should be a jumping off point to do that every single week is what I'm saying. And every single, you know, holy day and every single even just whenever you go to Mass during the week, this is an opportunity to practice that and say, hey, crazy racist uncle joe how about we pray you know and stop talking about donald trump for five minutes that sort of thing hey thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch sorry to interrupt what i'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation but i wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors we will be back right after this what's the easiest choice you can make Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I wish the world. I don't know. That's just a thought that I had. That's good. I think this would be a good season to pray about that and pray about how I, especially, you know, because I'm in a fraternity and I think about all the times that I just don't invite my fraternity brothers to anything when I totally could, you know? Like, there's a guy that told me, hey, I want to go to church sometime. And I was like, oh, okay. He goes, I just don't think, like, he just listed all these things that he disagreed with. And I was like, okay, you just need to not come to church. But that's not true. I still need to invite him, even if he's a chotch you know? Mm-hmm. So I see it all the time in myself. And I think that it's just a problem in general with college aged people. Churches need church. 
Chachas Need Church. That's our new campaign. Uh, be a part of it. Tweet the hashtag Chachas Need Church. Um, that is the that is the official slogan for the USCCB <laughs> this Advent season is Chachas Need Church. Keep Christ in Christmas. Chachas Need Church. That's all there. Ooh, I have an idea. Let's yeah, talk about the Red Cup thing from last year because yeah. that was hilarious. I think it's already happening this year. No, I've already the, seen some people talking about it again. The nativity scene is on Starbucks cups this year. Really? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't get Starbucks, so I don't know. Is that making people mad? I. I mean, here's okay. So, like from from a marketing perspective, Starbucks is a genius because right. making people mad is the best way to get people to buy your stuff. Um, oh, 100%. So, like, like last year, people were, like, buying Starbucks just to throw it out, which is, like, hilarious. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, like, having – I what they might be trying to do is create another controversy like last mm-hmm. year, but, like, flip it around. So, it's, like, first it was nothing Christian at all, nothing anything religious or Christmassy. Also, I have a question. What did their cups say last year? Did it just say Merry Christmas? No, their cups were blank last year. It was a blank red cup last year. And people got mad about that? Yeah, you don't remember that? It was hilarious. I think no, no, no. I blanked no, no. it out of my memory from how stupid it was. Sorry. I'm not entirely sure that people did get mad. I think that four people got mad and oh, Starbucks and then blew everybody it up. else was reacting yeah. to a non-existent problem. I'm That's so mad that people are mad about this, but it's like, do you actually know people that are mad about this? And so that was – I was. I remember last last year I was like woke. I was like, guys, nobody's <laughs> actually mad. Let's just let's just stop pretending like like Starbucks is just a marketing genius and we're all falling for it. But yeah. I think they're I, they might be doing it again. They might be doing the same marketing thing again. But the nativity scene is on Starbucks cups, from what I understand. I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna look go. it up just to make sure. Do but, it. um, like, the nativity scene is on Starbucks cups. That's awesome. Make sure that that is not covered by a brown slip of paper. Make sure that that's like front and center because religious mm-hmm. images are awesome, and we should make sure that everyone sees them. Incarnation. When you take a picture of your devotional book next to your Starbucks cup in your journal with your stinking Instagram caption, make sure that you have the nativity in there. And that's important. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Social loaded. media evangelization. Social Way to be. media. I don't post on Instagram. Should I get an Instagram? Sorry, super off yes, topic. Super off topic, but yes. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't ever get Starbucks cups. I don't really buy into that whole thing. Um, I just kind of... Go home, chill out, and watch movies and not worry about it. Gotcha. I actually – I can't see it. There's – Yeah. yeah. Don't, there might not don't worry be, about but it. They if know there what is, we're talking about. Yeah, I might be totally wrong about there being an activity you, scene on Starbucks. I Cups. guarantee you that you are. Dang it. If there is, that's awesome. You know what? Draw one. Draw a little triangle with like a girl underneath it and then a dude underneath it and a little baby between them in a manger and there you go nativity scene hooray congratulations you're an iconographist it's great it's pretty fresh iconographer whatever <laughs> i don't think that's a profession people who make Maybe icons it is. yeah who who's in charge of making icons um, like the ones of you know, Mother Teresa and John Paul II, is there, like, a person that does that? There's is a, it one person, or is it, like, a different person for every saint? I don't know. Because they all like, look the same. Yeah. I, I, there's, like, a class at Franciscan called Iconography. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. They, they like, draw icons. Yeah. Stuff. Anyway, this is super off topic, but... We need to focus. We need to focus. <laughs> this is what happens when we, we do speaking podcasts. Speaking of focus... 2 p.m. Um, on a Thursday. 
No, we're not doing. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what Advent <laughs> means is that Seek is almost here. Yeah, let's go. Oh, we're so Pumped excited. Up. Um, that's oh. Here's another goal. If you're going on Seek, bring that Advent joy to Seek, because yeah. holy cow, it's going to be absolutely insane. If you're not going on Seek, use that joy to pray for everybody that's going on Seek. If you don't know, Seek is this huge Catholic conference. I've been tweeting about it all the time. Um, Patrick's going. I'm going. Julie Lai's going. Uh, Lizzie's going. There's a whole ton of people from Catholic Twitter that are going. And it's just, oh, I totally forgot about that. Wow. Anyway, it's sorry, be during focus. Christmas, what, I think, Advent. Right? What else are we talking about with Advent? Anyway. What else do we need to say? Advent. Also, that whole thing about incarnation. Yeah. I, I recently recalled this today. I... One of my one of my friends, a seminarian, was he called me one time and he was like, "We just need to talk about like how important the incarnation is and how much our world needs it, because mm-hmm. we're so focused on the world is so focused on stuff, physical things, and in order to compensate, we as Christians kind of tend towards the other way. We're like, you know what, physical stuff is evil. We need to stay away from it. But that's contrary to who we are as Christians. We need to right. bring an incarnational spirituality to the world." rather than an incarnational theology. So like we know that we know that Christ that God became man. Like that's good incarnational theology, but do we live it? So a good way to live it is through, you know, practicing theology of the body in your everyday life, making yourself a living sacrifice, um baptizing things, quote unquote. So like you take something that's secular, you make it Christian. Um and like what Ethan was talking about, you do that through incarnational joy as a as a future saint, I believe in all of you. You can all do it. I agree. I think it's important. This is especially a time, like you're talking about that physical aspect. This is especially a time that we can fall deeper in love with the Eucharist too, because I know that's typically like a Last Supper, Easter kind of thing, yeah. just to draw more Lenten parallels because I have no idea how to compare anything ever. It's not <laughs> Advent and Lent, but... This is a time where thinking about the incarnation and Jesus, you know, becoming man or God becoming man and thinking about the everlasting effect of that or not the everlasting, but the lasting effect in this world is the Eucharist. Mm -hmm. That's just like the natural result of that happening. And so taking this Advent season and thinking about what it truly means to receive the Eucharist, am I in the right, you know, state of mind, state of soul to be receiving the Eucharist? What does this mean to me? How has this changed my life? These are all important questions that I'm definitely going to be asking myself, um, you know, during the season. And then, again, that's another thing that should be bringing us joy, that should be giving us life, that should be sending us forth. You know, that's something we should be looking forward to and then rejoicing once we have it. And kind of like understanding and reflecting on the joyful mysteries and Mm -hmm. um, what it means that God became a baby is something important Ooh. as well. You know, we don't really sit down and think about that a lot. Uh, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Oh, uh, Ethan. Thank you. Um, Professor, Professor Patrick. Um, <laughs> I was Dr. in Professor adoration Patrick. today. What? That's Mr. Dr. Yeah, Professor okay. Patrick. Sorry. Be quiet. <laughs> this is not a time for that. I was in adoration today, and I was thinking about this exact thing. I have a big problem with patience. I'm not very patient. You know, we talked about this in the uh, God's Will Smooth Jazz podcast and that I pray for something and I want it to happen. 
and I'm not very good at that. <laughs> and my, my spiritual director told me that I need to focus more on patience. And I was praying in adoration today about Jesus. Okay, step one, Jesus, right? He came, you said he came to earth as a baby. That's so important because God did not have to do that. Mm-hmm. God could have come as a fully grown 30-year-old man right away and immediately started his ministry, right? He did not have to be born as a baby. He didn't even have to be sacrificed on the cross. That's just the way he chose to do it. Um, thinking about that and understanding that God chose a 33-year-long plan um, that really only resulted in three years of things actually happening, mm-hmm. from what we know at least, um, we need to make that a reality in our lo- own lives. You know, we always want to jump straight to the Last Supper, the institution of the Eucharist, the uh, you know the crucifixion, instead of focusing on the ministry and the years of ministry and the time preparing for that ministry and the growing up and all of that. We like to think that Jesus just did those three years, but we forget that he had thirty years before that that he mm-hmm. you know prepared for that and he built something and he was ready and we're so excited for the next thing and we're excited for what's at the end of the tunnel that we forget to build ourselves up and we forget to have that patience. I think that reflecting on that idea, you know, with the nativity and Christ coming as a baby at the beginning of his life and not, you know, smack down right in the middle as a buff 30 year old dude ready to knock some heads. (laughs) It's, you know, normally we just focus on, Oh, he's so meek. He's so humble. He came down as a baby, but that's another aspect too that I was praying about today. And I thought was very, very interesting. Could you imagine anyway, holding the share. baby Jesus? What? Could you imagine holding the child Jesus? I would cry. I know. Like, honestly, like, as, <laughs> a lot. As, as macho as I am, and trust me, oh. I'm a macho man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like, huge, like, super ripped guys, like, not even going to lie. I would cry if I held the baby Jesus. I mean, oh, my gosh. You just there, There's a reason why, like, we think that there's a reason why it's, like, St. Joseph was a man of almost incorruptibility. He was... He had original sin, but, like, we don't really – weird things. Um, he might not have sinned after the incarnation. Weird. Podcast for another day. Yeah, podcast for another day. Um, there's a reason we believe that. It's because, I mean, how could you possibly sin after holding God in your arms and having little baby God look up at you and grab your oh finger and, God. like, try to bite it? You know, like, that's adorable. Oh. Right? But it's adorable, but it's also terrifying, and it's also awe-inspiring, and it's – Every emotion at once, and like the love of the love of a child for an for like its older brother is insane. And I talk to, I talk mm-hmm. about this all the time with my friends, and mm-hmm. like that coupled with the love of God is just overwhelming. So like during Christmas, don't think about how much the secular world is getting it wrong. Just please think about that. Please think about how great God got it right. Think about how God got it right, and bring that Amen. to the people that are getting it wrong. Bring people onto the boat. Wow. I feel the spirit moving in my dorm room tonight, Dude, ladies same. and gentlemen. Can I get an I amen? Amen. There we go. Ten bucks says Elise also said amen. <laughs> oh, that's funny. If she still listens, she didn't tweet about it last week, so how was I supposed to know? Ouch. If you don't tweet about listening to The Crunch, I just assume that you've stopped listening. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um yeah, I don't have anything else to add to that topic. Yeah, I'm done. That was a good, that was a really good way to wrap it up. Yeah, it was. You go to Franciscan. You're in charge of that. I go to Franciscan. I don't know if you knew this, but I go to Franciscan. Drink. I love that you made that your Twitter location. I go to Franciscan. 
<laughs> I died. I mean, it was set to it was set to Franciscan University, but I was just like, eh. Yeah. What are we gonna do after this? What's the next topic? Because we kind of combined the other topic into this one. Oh no, we did. Yeah. Wait, are we still rolling? Yes, we're still rolling. Oh, so we're just having this conversation we'll in front of viewers or <laughs> listeners. Shh, Patrick. All right. All right. Whatever you want. All right. What What should our next podcast, which, by the way, will have been released before this one. Already. Be? Yeah. This one's coming out a week after. <laughs> hey, hey, whatever. Guys, phone in and tell us it. what our last week's podcast was. Yeah. Go ahead and tweet us so that we know. Future. This is being broadcast live a week before, a week in advance, two weeks before. Crazy. <laughs> too many, too many things going on. Anyway. Great Scott, Marty. <laughs> um, this is heavy. <laughs> we. <laughs> are thankful for everybody who has donated to the podcast. Very, very grateful. Very, very thankful. Some uh, big things have been happening with that money. Yeah. Um, look for us at Seek because we're going to be out there grinding. Handing out awesome. 10,000 business cards. With I want Patrick to buy 10,000 business cards to hand out at Seek, but he really doesn't want to do it because it's quote-unquote really expensive, Ethan, and we can't afford that. Please stop telling me <laughs> to buy 10,000 business cards. I'm so glad I'm in charge of the money. <laughs> I'm I'm just the guy that puts the music in the podcast. That's all I do. <laughs> I'm useless. Anyway, thank you to all of you that have been supporting. Um thank you for all of you leaving reviews, ratings, uh telling your friends, retweeting, favoriting, whatever it is that you do. Um thank you to all of you that have been sending us DMs. Holy cow, I almost cried every single one. Even if it's just a quick, like, hey, we love your podcast, you know, thank you. Like, thank you for listening because tis the season to be thankful. It's almost Thanksgiving, so I'm going to be thankful right now. And it was Thanksgiving but after this podcast. It was Thanksgiving a few days ago, so it fits. Um, but, yeah, there you go. You you got anything else? I got nothing. All right. From also here at Ascension Presents, <laughs> my name is Father Mike. God bless. <laughs> No, I'm not going to do that. Um, please pray for us. We'll pray for you. And we will see you on the Twitters. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.